Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Grab a slice of the epic podcast. Don't stick it in your mouth. Put it in your ear holes now. Ladies and gentlemen, Nelson Lugo and Schaefer the Dark Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens, this is the Epic Pie Cast, episode 36. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. And I am your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. Rachel Shank could not be with us this month. Uh, and this is, of course, uh, October. Spooky October. It's two days to Halloween. I know, and Halloween is my favorite religious holiday. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, I I'm, actually, I'm, I'm trying to dissect a couple of parts of that. Not just the part where you referred to Halloween as a religious holiday. Sure. Uh-huh, I see what you did there. But Thank the you. other part yeah. where, do you even really like Halloween? I love Halloween. Do you? Absolutely. Which part? Do you, do you like dressing up in costumes or do you like the spooky stuff? I like all of it. I mean, I don't get to dress up in costumes because I'm usually working every Halloween. Yeah. Um, so it's actually very rare that I get to put on a costume and go to a party just for the fun of it. Um, but I love everything. I love the trappings of it. I love I love the spookiness. I love the 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 playful horror. I love the you know the the, the cute scary stuff. I love how it's kind of it's the opposite of Christmas in that it's unapologetically commercial and makes no pretense that it's not. It is it is purely just a hedonistic kind of like this is the one day a year where you can be the thing you really want to be without any kind of judgment because everybody's kind of going crazy. I love it. And in fact, uh if Halloween could be a gift-giving holiday, I would totally be behind that. I mean, it is a gift-giving holiday. How so? Candy. Oh, well, I mean, yes. I mean, trick or treat, but it's it's traditionally just for kids. I mean, I'm talking about like gift giving on the level of like Christmas where people exchange gifts rather than just give out candy to little kids. Like, you know, I, I would buy you a oh, thing and go, hey, here's your treat. Here's your Halloween treat or your Halloween trick. Like, or, you know, like maybe pull like a really funny joke or something. You know, I, I would love it to, ha- to have it be the kind of, gift giving holiday as say like you know valentine's day is or or christmas or you know birthdays or things like that 
I my birthday is two weeks after Halloween. Yeah. And when I was a kid, yeah. when I um, my mother told me at some point that I was due on Halloween. You were due. I was supposed to be born on Halloween. Oh, I see. I see. But oh. I was two weeks late. Oh, you were two weeks late. Yeah. Oh man, and that I would have been awesome. I I've loved Halloween since I was. Uh, 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 since I could recognize that a skull was awesome, <laughs> which for me was fresh out the womb. Um, but I, I remember learning this piece of information that uh-huh. I was supposed to be born on Halloween and being a little bit disappointed that I wasn't. Oh. And I remember telling my mom, I was like, that would have been awesome because then every year on Halloween, uh, which would be my birthday, you could get me one of those awesome masks in the the, the mask uh, monster movie catalogs that I used to read. <gasps> yeah, like yeah. The, the crazy elaborate ones. Oh, back like, the, like the full head latex ones? Yeah. Oh, nice. Those would be awesome birthday presents. Those would be awesome birthday presents. Uh, uh, those, those would also, under my regime, when I take over the world and Halloween becomes a gift-giving holiday, uh, those will be uh, very awesome Halloween presents. Oh, you are going to use your status for good. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I don't think that any anybody else with tyrannical aspirations is quite <laughs> as uh, benevolent in their their designs as you. So no, in bravo fact, to you. In fact, um, that's all I want to do. Like, I want to rule the world, establish okay. Halloween as a gift giving holiday. Okay, and then I will retire, and I will pass my mantle on to whoever wants it next. Oh, yeah. That's uh, heavy as the head that wears the crown. Heavy as the okay. head. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I love Halloween. I love it. Love it. Love it. In I fact, will... I was trick or treating right up until I was 17 years old. Really? Yeah. Like, I remember, I remember very distinctly because me, because I kind of, I rolled with a crew and by that, I mean my two other dorky friends. Uh-huh. And what we would do is we would start early in the day, put on a costume Make the rounds, switch, go into new costumes, go again, and then late in the night, put on a third costume uh, to get whatever was left over. And this is when you were 17? Well, yeah. I mean, years leading up to, but 17 was the last year. Yeah. But you still were, were, were hatching this. Oh, yeah. Place. What was that, 1989? Yeah. Actually, yeah. Well, no. Yeah. I mean, like from like 89... Basically, when I was allowed to start leaving my place on my uh, my my home on my own without any kind of real support. Holy crap! That's I can't believe you were running that <laughs> nerdy of a hustle that late into your teens. Well, I realized pretty early on that by and large, adults don't really pay attention to who's ringing the doorbell. They just hand out candy. Like really? they're not they're not they're not keeping score. They just think you're a really tall child. Well, eventually, yeah. I mean, I, I remember the la- I think. The seven, the seven, when I was 17, I was a pretty light haul because the adults were like, aren't you getting too old for this? And you're like, ha ha, well now me and my friends are going to slash your tires. <laughs> no, we never did anything oh. like that. Um, but uh, yeah, that was the last year I did it. And, I, and I'm really kind of disappointed that I can't go trick-or-treating because I love trick-or-treating so much. Did you ever have like a juvenile delinquency relationship with Halloween? What do you mean? You know, like slashing oh, like, somebody's tires. Oh, like shenanigans? No, no, I never did anything. Or, 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 um, like egg somebody's house, egg somebody's house, or a toilet TP. paper, a tree. No, I, mean, I never or did that. No. Steal your high school superintendent's mailbox from his home and then smash it, break into the high school, leave it outside of his office, and take a shit on it. Is 
Are you, are you telling me something? Here? I'm asking the questions. Uh, no, I oh, never. Okay. I never did. Okay. I never. Did. I don't know. It's just pretty <laughs> standard fair Halloween. Shit. No, I never. I'm a goody two shoes. I've I've never done anything uh, wrong on. Well, that's not true. I <laughs> when I was a young man, when I was a very young man, before I was like, but before I started having responsibilities, uh-huh. I never did anything uh, that could even remotely as a rumor get me in trouble oh okay yeah i was very much a straight arrow oh yeah i mean not unlike me today but i you know i have my morals are looser well yeah but you're still pretty upstanding that's true. i mean yeah i don't really do much yeah yeah uh but happy halloween happy halloween yeah yeah, yeah. Ah, ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> I worked. I, 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 you know this. I worked in a year-round haunted house. Yes, you did for, uh, I believe, eight months uh, when I was uh, eighteen years old. Go back a couple of episodes and hear Nelson's worst job. Vague, something no vaguely gross story about <laughs> screams. Oh, that's right. Ooh. Yeah, not good. Okay. <laughs> I love Halloween so much. I, I just, I already said it, and now I'm saying it again. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I love Halloween. Uh, I just, I just, I just love the unbridled, sort of unchecked kind of, just <laughs> I in in much like, I I also love Christmas, but mm-hmm. you know, people are always up in arms about the commercialism of Christmas. Commercialism, there's a reason for the season. It's like no, no commercialism is a reason. No, that uh, is the reason, and that's actually <laughs> you could break it down that there are several reasons. Uh, that there are several. Factions that fuel yeah, Christmas. Absolutely. And the best one is the commercial one. Yeah. Because the rest of it's all Jesus stuff. Yes. Yes. Uh and and I just I just love how Halloween is just it is what it is. It doesn't pretend to be anything other than what it is. Nope. And I love it. You put on your you dress up like a <laughs> slutty president. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And then you go and you carve a jack-o'-lantern that yep. really just looks like three buttholes. <laughs> In a gourd. And then uh, you get drunk and you do a bunch of blow in a cab with somebody in a SpongeBob costume. Wait, wait, whoa. That got that got weird real fast. Too specific? Yeah. Uh, I bet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but once again, this year I'm gonna be working the entire day on Halloween. I've got I just picked up another gig and um uh I'm gonna be just running around like a crazy person all day long. Well, I know a couple of your gigs, but you have gigs all day long. Yeah, I have a I have a walk around restaurant gig from mm-hmm. uh, from five to six. No walk around gig. That's when you just like go up to customers' tables and you're like, "Hey, fo-, like like yeah. like you have fresh ground pepper." <laughs> yes, but instead you're like, "Hey, would you like to see some close up sleight of hand?" <laughs> That's pretty much exactly it. Do sometimes people <laughs> say, "No, we're we're good." Yeah, we're on a date. Oh, absolutely, we're on a date. Yeah. I, don't care. If that's yeah. Hard. No. Absolutely. Uh, and if they say no, then you just go on to the next table. Just go on to the next table. Do you do these since it's Halloween? Are you doing these in some sort of costume? Uh, I don't. I mean, I'll probably just wear like all black with hints of red, like like a red tie or a red um, uh, pocket square. Really? That's it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know to be honest, because the thing is, part. part because uh, Halloween is one of the, the busiest days of my year. It's also one of the most profitable days of the year for me. And because I'm going to do – because I'm doing so many different things, it, it doesn't make sense for me to put on a costume because it, because what might be appropriate for one thing might not be appropriate for the next thing. Everything is appropriate everywhere when it's Halloween. 
<laughs> well, yes, except when I'm working. Well, let me pitch you a costume. Okay, go ahead. Sexy president. Sure. Uh, Norwegian black metal musician. Wait, is this the same costume? No. Okay, these are two separate. So wait, sexy president. What uh-huh. was the other one? Norwegian black metal musician. Like corpse paint. Oh, I see. I see. Yes. Long haired yes. wig. Okay. Grim as fuck. Right. What else you got? Um, those were the two on the list. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to do either of those. Sexy president. Uh, well, the thing is, the, the the problem the problem with with needing to as an entertainer working on on Halloween is that I still need to look professional. I still need to look presentable, right? Yeah. Um, you wear a really nice jacket with your sexy president costume. <laughs> it's seriously just a blazer with a flag pin and then fishnets. <laughs> And you do every time you gesture, you never extend your your index finger. You right. keep it bent, right. so it's not too. Do I hold a pencil in one hand just constantly? Oh my god! <laughs> Five points for the Bob Dole joke. Uh no. I'm, the thing is, I'm doing I'm doing walk around magic early in the day. Then I have my solo show, Gathering uh, the Magic. Gathering the Magic that's going up, and then immediately after that, we've got Epic Win Burlesque presents uh, Tricks, Treats, and Tassels. Yeah, I know. Don't tell. I know. I know. I know. I keep trying to kill Epic Win Burlesque, and it keeps cropping up. No, you do keep killing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then immediately after that, I have a gig um, at The Pit, which is the People's Improv Theater. Yeah. And then immediately after that, I have to go to... Senior Froggies in Times Square and do like five minutes of uh thing. Are you effing essing me? No, I am not effing essing. Senior Frogs. Yes, I'm going. Square. I'm going to Senior Frogs. Cra- I, I'm going to end my night at Senior Frogs. You know what? It's 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 fitting. <laughs> really? Uh, l- let me tell you why. Oh, please do. I want to hear this. To me, yeah, going to Senior Frogs in Times Square is the equivalent of going to a really good haunted house. In okay, that, I'll bite. I would be incredibly terrified <laughs> and uncomfortable there. I have never been in there. Oh. And truth be told, I would probably never go there unless I was being paid to, to be there. Um, mostly because it's in Times Square and I avoid Times Square like it's the bubonic plague. You know, I do too. Everybody does who lives here. Um, yeah. Because it's... It's insane and it's crowded and it's, you know, it's... Locals don't go to Times Square. No. And that's why locals shouldn't have the right to complain about it. What do you mean? I I hear a lot of locals, like, specifically burlesque variety performers. Sure. Who every now and then, if they get booked at a venue that's Times Square, Times Square adjacent. Sure. They will always show up to their, their gig angry and pissed off and they'll come in and they'll drop their bags and start grumbling. Ugh, right. tourists! Yeah, yeah. The thing is, is that you're not allowed to do that. No. Times Square. Because that's where they are. Here's the deal. That's where they, that's where tourists live. Here's the deal. You can have Park Slope sure. or Washington Heights or Astoria or the entirety or of Bushwick, Brooklyn. All of that. That's yours. Yeah. And the Lower East Side, that's sure. all yours. Times Square doesn't belong to us. No. Times Square belongs to the tourists. Yes. So when we go there, we're guests. <laughs> it is their land. That is all amusement park that was built for them. And we need their money coming into the city. Yeah. 
And also, if 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 it's just the the concept that your city is attracting um, tourists, might I recommend some very cheap property in say Detroit because right. nobody's visiting there. Nobody. Um, it just bums me out when people like they find themselves inconvenienced because well they're going to a gig and they have to pass by like this the highest concentration of tourists in the city right. and then they start complaining about them. Right. No, I I don't I don't I mean I I only I, I only complain because it's a hassle to walk through. Yeah. I could care less that it's tourists or locals. I just, I just don't like crowds in general. Oh, I don't either. Yeah. And but so they I make mean, it like I I would complain about the I would definitely complain like oh my god it was so crowded it took so long to get here blah yeah. blah, blah. But yeah. I wouldn't turn it into those fucking tourists. Oh no no no. I would never say that. Go back no. to Ohio or because, whatever. Because because whenever because whenever I go somewhere where I don't live, I become a tourist. Yes. And uh I don't want I, I like the last thing I need is a, is a fucking local or a townie fucking like pulling <laughs> that yeah. kind of like, you know, tribalism shit. It's like, well, fuck you. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, no, please go back to your neighborhood in which you have such a deep pride where you have lived for five years. <laughs> right. Well, at least in New York anyway. Well, exactly. Uh, I feel like a tourist here still. Do you really? I don't know how long you have to live here before you can declare yourself a full time and uh, a full well, I think, I think, resident. well, I think, I think there's some like New York experiences, like almost like a bingo board that you kind of have to have checked off. Before okay, go you... through some. I'll see if I got some. Oh, dear. Um, Whip some up. Let's see. You, uh, uh, you have to have seen uh, a homeless person defecate in public. Yeah. Okay. Both coasts. I saw it in San Francisco. Okay. Uh, you, I guess you have to. Uh, oh God! What's a, such a what's a classic? You have to uh, go to a party where you ride in an elevator, and when the door opens, it opens up into a giant room where everyone's <laughs> raving. <laughs> okay, I've done that too. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> um, what are some other like basically going to see theater in the back of a moving van? Uh, you know, just like really like dumb. Not dumb, but just like really weird, off the wall, crazy shit that can only happen in New York. Uh, what about this one? Would this count? Uh, you do coke in a Lower East Side bar bathroom, then you uh-huh. stumble down on the street and shout "Hair fucker" at Mini Driver. <laughs> that counts. Okay, <laughs> check. <laughs> you had you had to have had at least uh, you know like one. New York uh, person sighting like you you must like you must have seen like Paul Simon walking into Macy's or something that's a good one yeah 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 uh, yeah I don't know I guess if you live and you work here and you pay taxes then I mean eventually you become a New Yorker but. I'm sure the lifers and the people who actually grew up here they right. probably get a little salty about it and I would too if people started like I don't moved here I don't, and lived here for five years and they're like ha ha I'm a New Yorker well, I mean, technically, I'm a New Yorker. I like born. I was born. Well, you here. were born here, and then you left, and you came back. Right. And even when you came back, from the time you came back, you've been here longer than I have. I lived here 11 years. Oh, I came. I came back in 93. Good God, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I was a youngin in 93. I was like, that was my first year of college. That was the year I graduated high school. There you go. See, we're only a year apart, asshole. Two. Two years or two years apart. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I love I love October. Uh, I, I love the fact that summer is over. I yeah. really love the fact that summer is over. True. Um, and I'm kind of I'm kind of excited for for the winter. So 
Cool. Bring it on. All right. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna do it. Snowballs and and, <laughs> and cornucopias and uh eggnog and apple cider and uh Oh, and Pumpkin I guess fucking. I guess we'll 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 touch upon this later in the in the in the in the plugs. But uh, here's a here's a hot tip for uh, people who live in Orlando, Florida. Um, your favorite epic podcast rapper and magician are going to be making an appearance in Orlando, Florida over Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, let's save that for the plugs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, what else? I don't know. What do you mean? What else? Are we? Just, do you want to do? Do you want to talk about the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room? We probably should talk about the. I, well, first of all, we we're, we're going to talk about the eight hundred pound okay. gorilla in the room. Okay. But uh, I'm curious when you said what else because before yeah. we just launched this episode and we right. started riffing about uh, Halloween. Yeah. This was not any part of a bulleted list. There no, is no. What's next? No. <laughs> we're not really doing like a catch up. <laughs> no. Well, it's like I, I figure we'd already we'd exhausted our talk on on Halloween. I oh, so what's what is the uh, next topic? Yeah, like what, yeah, exactly. Well, since you have brought it up, mm-hmm. we should probably address the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room. Okay, we were not, we did not broadcast an episode last month. No, which I'm sure both of you noticed. <laughs> but if you listen to this show, then you probably follow us on or one of us on social media. So sure. you probably picked up as to why we did not record an episode last month. Right. And I feel I I don't feel like I want to force you into some emotional <laughs> ringer for the sake of <laughs> Whatever happens. I'm not Barbara uh, Walters is, is the point. You're not going to ask me if, what kind of tree I am? No. Okay. Uh, but I feel for the I, to, for the curiosity of, our, I guess, uh, our couple of listeners, we should probably address why we right. weren't around last right. month. Um, well, on September 16th uh, of this year, my, uh, my father passed away. And uh, it was, although he had been sick for quite some time. And in and out of the the hospital for various things, uh, his death was unexpected and quite sudden. And so I've been sort of dealing with that sort of emotional fallout, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because I mean, I've, I've ha- I mean, I've I've experienced heartache and tragedy before. So I'm no stranger to that kind of profound grief, but this one just feels different. And and I and and I, I don't I don't know if I if I have the kind of vocabulary to really um, drill down on that, except to say that um, I I I've uh, because I've had I've had family members die, mm-hmm. and but but all of them were either. Uh, inconsequential or expected Mm -hmm. you know um like you know distant family members or or grandparents who were just old and right you know i mean it's like well of course yeah Yeah. um but this one this one was was really close uh this one this is the first time i've ever ever lost anyone who was genuinely dear and important to me yeah and uh and so i'm kind of dealing with that but at the same time, I'm learning something very unique about me in that I have a pretty pragmatic view about death. Sure. And I'm kind of 
taking this time to objectively look at how I manage grief, which is which is weird because it's almost like I'm it's almost like I'm looking at myself from outside of myself and I'm I'm experiencing what it's like to uh, uh, lose someone like that and and this is going to sound so weird. I don't I don't I don't know how to explain it except that I find it I find my grief fascinating. Hmm. And I find the way people handle grief fascinating. And I find people who handle my grief fascinating. And uh, and there are people out there who are fascinated with how I'm handling my grief. Mm-hmm. And I find that fascinating. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's, <laughs> uh, it's a really weird social experiment that I'm kind of conducting on myself. Yeah. You, uh, you're, you're definitely, you, you know, you say you have had experience with loss in your family before, sure. but, but given all of those qualifiers, yeah, right. it's, it's not the same thing. That is not like experiencing a loss. Right. It's right. not, it's not the same thing. You think it is until you, until you experience, yeah. it happens somebody closer or it's somebody much closer. And then you're like, Oh, this is that thing. Yeah. And it is fascinating. It's, you know, I mean, I've never heard anybody use the word fascinating, but and I'm not trying to like wedge my own experience. No, 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 go ahead, go but ahead. I'm actually, I'm, I feel that that's kind of beautiful, a uh, uh, choice of word, actually. Really? Because I found it in those in those early in those early months after my mom's death. Also finding that 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 it was all like very. I felt like it was like Lewis Carroll or something. Curiouser, <laughs> curiouser. People don't know how to talk to me. Yeah, that's how I think Lewis Carroll would talk. Uh, okay, I'm I, not going to do that voice again ever. Thank you, thank you very much. But I've never heard anybody actually describe it as as. Uh, being fascinating or, or, or interesting or curious or something like that. And I feel that that's, it's also because it's, I, I like, I think it's a, expected that we don't, that we only speak in the most oh, right. sober of language. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the most, uh, well, um, I don't, I don't, I, I don't see, I don't see that as mutually exclusive. You know, um, mm-hmm. I can, I can grieve for my father and I can be respectful of him and still, and still have the ability to, sort of parse out and dissect um, my grief and my process, my, you know, the, how I choose to grieve and when that happens. Because, you know, I'm, I'm learning so much about myself in grief. And by extension, I guess I'm learning more about the human condition as, as, a, as a result. Um, you know, and like, for instance, uh, because, because of cancer... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, because of other things that have happened in my life, um, I've learned how to be very specific about my needs, uh, my about my immediate needs and wants on the internet. And um, and I feel be- because I have a because I have a social presence that's more than just you know friends and you know close friends and family on social media. Like that's I, the closest you've ever gotten to admitting that you have fans. I don't have. <laughs> I, I have, I'll take it. I don't care. I'm sorry to get sidetracked here, but that's, I've never heard you. Okay, go on. Fair enough. Uh, you know, like there, there are people, there are people whom I've never met or only know tangentially who want to know about what's going on. Yeah. You know, genuinely uh, are interested and are curious about my life. And, you know, uh, at the same time, 
<laughs> I'm gonna, but you know, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say this in the kindest way possible. Um, in my grief, uh, I don't give a fuck about your grief. Yeah, and I don't, and I and I don't mean that in a callous way. I don't mean that to distance myself, and I certainly don't mean that in a way that means that my grief is worse or better or higher or more important. And quite the opposite. Um, my grief is my personal journey, which means I have to go it alone. Which means that. You know, any any anybody else who wants to bring something to my grief table, I don't want it. You know, and every you know, it's it's sort of like a meal that you have to eat by yourself, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And um, it, and so you know, uh, uh, I'm I'm an out of the closet atheist, so I don't want your prayers. Um, I you know, your personal story of woe is not going to help me. Uh ease my pain any any more or any less uh in fact i for me at least um hearing personal stories of other people's tragedy uh, burdens me with their stuff so now not only am i not only am i grieving my own thing now now i'm burdened with having to express some kind of sympathy or empathy for somebody else's grief and that's like i already have a lot on my plate i don't need more grief to add to my grief um, you know, also, if you're someone who uses the term love and light oh God. to, to be supportive of people who are in need of support, that's fine, you know, because some people actually want that and that's all well and good. But for me, it is the single most trite, uh, useless term I've ever heard in my life. And that's, I'm speaking from my own personal experience. In the past month, you've practically turned it into an email signature block. Have I? Well, because we, you've written a number of, of statuses yes. that, are, that, are, that are beautiful and raw really? and, and no. unguarded and vulnerable and touching. And then they all end with this coda that's all like, <laughs> it started on the first one that was like, please, I don't need right. your prayers. Right. I don't need your wishes of love and light. I just need you to go tell somebody in your life that you love them. Right. And that was really touching and moving. And I choked up a little bit when I read that. Oh. But since then, it's it's evolved into this this shorthand that's at the end of every one of them. Like, I just, hey, Internet, I was thinking about my father today. And I was remembering this one experience and 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 how that affected me. No, love and light. <laughs> yes, do something nice for somebody. Right. Like, it's uh, I like that, <laughs> and of course because it's the internet and because everybody's a fucking asshole. Right, uh, you still get them. Yeah, of course you do. That's fine. I mean, I mean, you, you know, there, there are people out there where you know a prayer is a comfort, and you know, do that for them. There are some where g- getting messages of love and light is a comfort to them. So go ahead and do that for them. And yeah. you know, um, and uh, for some, you know, hearing other people's stories of tragedy and sadness is a help for them. And please go do that. Um, you know, I, I, I have learned over the years to be very specific about what I need and want and, uh, what I need and want, you know, it's, it's, you know what I, I wrote something the other day about, about, <laughs> about crying in a Starbucks mm-hmm. and it's, it's this thing of, the best way you can support me is respecting how I want to grieve. And for a, a lot of people, that's enough. Um, and But for some people, they just have this 
incessant need to do something. And because some of them are far away and they can't physically be here, they, you know, it, it's it's like it's like nails on a chalkboard to them. Like they gotta do something, or else they're gonna pop. Yeah. And for them, it's all of these platitudes, or at least pl- what, what are platitudes to me? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't. I I, I want to. I don't want to speak in gross generalities because I know a lot of people really want to have prayers and they really want to have stories and they really want to have love and light. Um, I'm just. I don't. I don't need any of that. Yeah. Um, and. Which again, I just find really fascinating. It's interesting. It's also it's. You are, um, how do I say this? Caustic, really? As a person, oh, you are really. Well, especially if you if if you get somebody starts talking to you about religion or uh, your your yeah. or your beliefs, yeah, um, you can be. I can be. You know, you can right. be. You can be you're pretty right. caustic. I can. I can be pretty caustic. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. Fine. I don't like. I don't like that. No, part it comes of from me. a place of exhaustion. Yes, where you are, you have just absolutely had it with uh, religious imagery imagery and other people's faiths being pushed on to others yeah when you are very calmly expressing your lack of interest right um <clears throat> and, and again i just want to reiterate it's this is not an aspect of myself that i enjoy no no or anyone else does <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay um but i gotta say this uh you're ironically the patience that you are showing with people who like uh, are not obeying that online is almost saint-like in nature. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a thing though. Is that when, like, when you get married, your marriage is not really for you, no. and your spouse. No, no. it's it's you talk for about your wedding, relatives. The actual wedding. The, well, the wedding. Yes, yes, not the marriage. Yes. The wedding is for them. Yes, you know, much in the way that a funeral is not for the departed. Oh goodness, no! It's for the surviving. Oh goodness, no, no. And yeah. in a very similar way, somebody's sort of compulsion to express their empathy in the way that feels the most right for them, right, isn't for you. No, no. They feel like they will no. feel they are guilt if they don't do that. If 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 they don't express it with whatever sort of faith-based language that they choose to use. Sure. And your job yeah. as somebody who is actually feeling the loss yeah. is to now tolerate this. Yeah. And you're doing it. Uh, well, I think, I mean, I won't, I mean, but I mean, it's, it's all degrees of, of, of involvement on my part. Right. Mm-hmm. So if it's, if it's, if it's a stranger, um, I will be far less tolerant than I would if it was a family member, right? So if if a family member came up to me and said, "I'm praying for you," I would say thank you, because mm-hmm. I think I think they they have earned the permission. Sure, to, absolutely. To have at least that kind of social faux pas in front of me, because they're grieving too. Yes, right. Um, they're experiencing a loss as well. That is the de- the distinction, right? Um, but if it's someone online that I've never met in person who only knows me because I have an, you know, an internet presence or a name that's recognizable in certain circles and they will say, you know, and they, they basically go on a little, on a little storytelling, uh, journey to tell me about this sad time that happened to them. I will, as politely as I can tell them, I don't need your story or, you know, or they'll say something like, or, and it's for some people, it's just automatic. 
which yeah. is problematic. That is so problematic in and of itself because if it's an automatic response, then again, you're not doing that for me. You're doing that for you mm-hmm. because you're not you're not thinking, right? And if you're not thinking, then you're not being present. And if you're not being present, then you're not actually doing anything for the person. Why I appreciate the kind gesture that you've made in 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 light of my in right. in the wake of my suffering. That was very thoughtful. Can I now take care of your feelings for you? That's kind of what that shit does, man. I right. got a lot of people yeah. that, that gave me the same thing where they were like, they would want to share their stories about how yeah. they lost a parent and yeah. they would like well up. And I'm in like, they've had years now and I'm yeah. in like days after it. And I'm like, no. Oh, do you need me to, uh, I don't hold yeah. you now because you're, I'm really sorry that you lost. Here, yeah. let me just come here. Exactly. You are now burdened yeah. with their tale of woe while you're still. In your own tale of woe. I don't want to take care of you. I want to see how many bars are going to give me a free drink off of this. <laughs> uh, for the record, zero. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's just... it's People react weirdly to pain and loss and grief. And it's just... I, I'm, I'm, learn, I'm learning how people deal with that by dealing with my own and um, I've, I've gotten comfortable enough in my own skin and confident enough in my own ability to handle sadness and depression hmm. where I'm not afraid of my own depression anymore. Um, I used to be terrified of it. Now I kind of accept that that's going to like right now I'm incredibly depressed mm-hmm. and Whereas before I would be terrified of it. I'd be, I'd be hiding it. I would be avoiding it. I wouldn't be talking about it. And that got me into more and more trouble. Yeah. Um, but now I, I realize that's just a part of the grieving process. It's just part of what's going to happen. I'm just going to let myself be depressed for however long I need to be. And then hopefully, you know, um, find ways to be happy given the new life that I have, you know, stands a father. Um, you know, I just, I'm, I mean, I have so many rules about me. And it's like, I, I remember threatening to write like a, like a BuzzFeed blog post, like 10 things you shouldn't do when you hear someone's passed away, you know? Yeah. Um, but, and I started writing it and I started, and I quickly realized, no, these are all rules for how to handle Nelson Lugo when he's in the grief. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's sort of like, it's, it's just, I find it I, again. I just I go, it goes back to me just finding it all really kind of fascinating because you know because how I am and how I'm doing changes by the hour. Yeah. You know, one minute I could be laughing my ass off at something stupid, the next minute I could be crying my eyes out over something stupid, and you know, and you know, I mean, in many ways, I wish I knew all of this when you were going through the loss of your mom. Because, you know, because in much the same way, like, I didn't know how to be with you other than just to kind of check in with you every now and again. And Yeah, you, you, you did it perfectly. Oh, did I? That's all I needed. Okay. I need somebody to check in with me to remind me that somebody was aware what I was going through. Right. And talk to me about f- literally fucking anything, anything else. else. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I definitely didn't need somebody making their like sad eyes and being like, yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm oh my so... God. People look at me now. A, they don't know how to talk to me. Mm. 
as well they, they, they it's like they forgot how to say hello to me mm-hmm. and then they give me these eyes like i'm missing a leg yeah you know like like i'm a, like i'm a three-legged puppy yeah you know like that Aww. and then and i'm gonna tell you know what i mean i am more than willing to give a whole lot of leeway to people who want to pray for me people who want to give me love and light people who want to tell me sad stories i'm i'm more than patient with those however and i don't and I don't give a fuck if you stop listening after this comment because you can go, you can die in a fire made of 20 other fires. But there was a person who basically wanted to tell me their story about, hey, I understand what you're going through. My dog died. <sighs> now, I get it. There are people out there who love their dogs more than people. Sure. There are people out there who love their cat more than people. And yeah. I get, and I, and I get how a, a family pet or a personal pet can be a very vital and important part of your life and, and the way you identify yourself to the world. Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you. I, when I was, uh, I didn't know what the fuck I was supposed to do. I had all these friends that like, I hadn't seen in a long time that all of a sudden wanted to make time with me. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, I love They're that. Like, oh, hey, I just want to like uh-huh. get together. And so I would like to see some people because I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. I didn't know how to like dress myself or, or I didn't really know what anything I was supposed to do. I was like, oh, I haven't talked to that person in four years. That makes sense. I should totally go have lunch <laughs> yes. and then get there and be like, what the, what yeah, am, what I the doing? Fuck am I doing? All there? of my yeah. stuff is at home. I'm going to go back there. Um, but I got together with a friend uh, and this was like. Within like two days of my mother's death, <sighs> and oh, so she was coming to express her sympathy and, sure, and blah blah sure. blah blah blah. Um, but like an hour into us hanging out, she was talking about how she and her partner, who lived together, um, were both out of work and they were having like a really hard time. Like they didn't know how they were going to pay their rent or oh, if they were going to have to leave town or if they weren't going to be able to find work. And she started crying and she was really stressed <sighs> out about this. What the fuck? And I didn't have the energy in me to no. utter the words, are you fucking shitting me with this? Do you want me to put my hand on your shoulder and tell you it's going to be okay and you're going to get a job right now? Yeah. I'll tell you that in a few weeks, but right now? Yeah. I think the oddest thing to come out of this is this uh i i'm a you know i i i was a single man looking for companionship and there were a number of women over the past year that i have asked out and made my affections known mm-hmm. and um each one of them was very lovely and very kind and uh turned me down um which is fine that's not a problem. I'm a sure. big boy. I, 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 I can take someone not liking me enough to be romantically involved with me. Um, I'm still civil and friendly with every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not like best friends. Like we don't like go to the movies or anything like that. But we're very, you know, you know when, whenever there's like a social media thing or we're, we're in the same room, we're very pleasant to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, every, every single one of them, every single one of them reached out to me uh, through some sort of message, like email or message or text to say, hey, I'm very sorry for your loss, which is very kind to say. Um, And if you ever want to talk, I'm here for you. 
which is a kindness. It really is. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> I don't understand. And, I, and, I, and I'm not angry. I'm more confused, really. Sure. What makes them think that in the most vulnerable, fragile, uh, sort of, <laughs> you know, soul-breaking moment of my life, of all the people at my disposal that I can talk to, why would I unburden my sadness onto someone who rejected me? It's, uh... Again, I'm not angry... I'm just confused. I think their hearts are in the right place. Absolutely. But they have definitely not thought this thing through. No. I mean, it's, it's, they're being kind. They really are. And, and it's a testament to, to them as people that although they don't see me as a romantic interest, that they care enough about me to see how I'm doing and offer yeah. themselves up as a resource to, for, to lean on. Right. Which is wonderful. It is. It really is. However, so incredibly misplaced. Absolutely. Absolutely misplaced. That's also another example of <laughs> the person making the gesture, making the gesture on their for themselves. Well, I don't know about that. In that oh, it case. absolutely is. You think so? Yes. I don't know. I, to, to me, to me, there's still a question mark on that. You know, because because they, they could just as easily have not said it. They could have just said. I'm sorry for your loss and left it at that. That's but, what they should do. Right. If, I, they, if they were considering I, your feelings a bit more. Well, maybe. That's what I think. Well, maybe, maybe they just think that we have a, a better relationship than just someone who can say. You might get there, but there's a pretty big, there's a pretty ocean-sized yes. leapfrog oh, no, from I, <laughs> I would like to date you to I need someone to talk to while I'm mourning. Right. Like you right. don't just, that's not, that's not a, a natural progression. You know, and the thing is I've, and the thing is I've actually gotten that same, almost that exact same message from dozens and dozens of people. If, you know, I'm, I'm very sorry for your loss. If you ever want to talk, never, don't hesitate to call me. I, I'm an ear for you. And 99% of the time, these are people who I've actually never met in person. Mm-hmm. Or have only ever met once, or are people who are fans of mine. Like mm-hmm. they've come to a show and they've seen me perform, and that is the beginning and end of our relationship. And. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. At first, I would just, I would just say thank you and then not comment. But it got to the point where it's like, I now have a form letter that I basically copy and paste. You don't have to do that. I know I don't. But... Again, I you know this this is a social experiment that I'm too eager to take part in to not do. Okay, and basically it goes something like this: It's like first of all, thank you, thank you very much. It's a very kind gesture. Um, however, and I want you to hear this from from a place of actual friendship. I'm not going to take you up on this. I have uh, deep seated trust issues, and I I just don't think that our friendship is there just yet. I would hope that in the future we could get to know each other better and that we could talk about all kinds of things. But for now, I'm not going to reach out to you. And that's pretty much what I've been responding to all of that comes from a place of being fascinated with this process. Absolutely. Because you want to see. I do. Do do you follow up from that? Yeah. If so, how? Well, the thing is, it's sort of like, I mean, again, I think it comes from people's just deep seated, uncontrollable need to be helpful. Yeah. And they don't know how else to do it. And to they have, people helpful to people they admire. Right. Right. I mean, it, it all, it all comes from a place of, of, of concern and care. Yeah. It's just misplaced. Yeah. Uh, I, I just can't relate because, um, one of the few benefits, um, in my early, uh, morning process right. was, um, that I didn't respond to uh, text, like text yeah. or emails or yeah. Facebook messages for a couple of months. Yeah, I know. And I was like, what are you going to do? I don't respond to <laughs> shit. I got it. There was a huge outpouring. Thank you. If you wrote, if you wrote to me, your sympathies, my, and following my mother's death, I really appreciate it. And I did appreciate all of it. It felt good to know they were out there, Yeah, but I looked at them like birthday greetings on your, on your t- Facebook right. timeline. I right. was like, I don't have to respond to all of these and I don't no. have the energy to, and no. I don't owe anybody shit right now. No, you don't. No, you don't. Um, um, I will, I will say that throughout this, uh, it's been absolutely wonderful to, to be on the receiving end of the sort of outpouring of, of support. Yeah. Um, and, I don't. I don't like to admit this, but it was nice to get messages, even from people I barely know, just concerning, you know, with their concern of, of you know, their their concern for me, yeah. and uh, it was nice. It was really nice. So here's a tip for all of you folks out there, all of you listeners: <laughs> if you should, if somebody in your life should experience some loss, the best bet, if you want to express your sympathies to them, just say. I'm sorry for your loss. That's it. Don't share your story. Nope. Don't offer anymore. Nope. You can, depending on the level of closeness that you have with that person. But if you are are unsure, you're unsure where you stand in that relationship, I'm sorry for your loss is a catch-all. It is perfect. It It is is curt. And it doesn't place any burden on the the grieving party to respond or follow up or... I don't know. Somehow, thank you for 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 your condolences. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a weird etiquette that you don't really understand. Well, because I think a, a lot of people don't lock, don't like talking about death. Yeah, at all. No. And I have found in this, I actually like talking about it. Um, 
I actually like talking about the the process and the 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 paperwork and the the people you end up meeting and the procedures and um and talking about where I'm at and all of that. I love I love I love the fact that there is a website called Perfect Memorials yeah. where you could buy anything you want to put your ashes in. I love that. Uh, and I don't particularly think of myself as a morbid person at all. No. Um, but there's something about the process of death that just fascinates the fuck out of me. Um, you know, and 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 the, the apparently the way I talk about death is both refreshing and repulsive to some people. You know, um, yeah. And fuck them. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it does not matter. If they want to have Jesus in their death, they can do that. Go for it. If you want to talk about embalming fluid in yours, right. then they have to respect that. Yeah, and I think I think as a as a general rule of thumb, if if you know someone who's going through uh, a loss or a tragedy, uh, really, and this is the hardest thing to do, listen to them. Just listen to them because I guarantee you. They are telling you exactly how they want to be supported. Uh, and you get to do exactly what they need. It's really that simple. You know. And that's your fun tip <laughs> from your pals at the Epic Piecast. That's right. And uh, next, uh, next month on Uncle Nelson's Death Corner, uh, we'll be talking about... Uh, Harley Davidson versus John Deere tractors. Where do you want to put your cremains? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I would just like to say again, uh, Nelson. Yeah. I'm sorry for your loss. Well, thank you. Nelson uh, Lugo was a great man. He was. He really was. Um, maybe maybe one day I'll tell a, I'll tell a story about him. We'll see. You will tell a dozen stories about him. <laughs> Shut up, you asshole. <laughs> uh, well, maybe, maybe yeah, no, maybe one day soon I'll tell a story about him on the on the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. If it's if it's theme appropriate. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll do a freestyle about my mom. <laughs> nice. I will not. You don't ever do freestyle right. about anything. No. Uh, speaking of freestyle, that's the worst segue ever. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> let's let's do something. You, sir, uh, sir uh, have released an album. Yes, I have a brand new five song EP. Five song EP, which I gotta say, uh, first of all, you you sent me an early uh, copy. Yep, and I listened to it uh, all night long, and I love it. I love it so much. Uh, Sex rhymes. Uh, your new uh, five song EP. First of all, um, wh- why why did you switch formats? Because you you up, up until this point have been generally like a long form, like an LP album guy, right? Like sixteen tracks. It's an tracks. old business model, man. What's an old business model? Oh, the the, the long doing form? a full length album and doing physical media, doing right. actual CD copies, right, right. My peers have already learned this, and they've already. Uh, <laughs> You're just getting years. with the times. I spent three years making a concept record, so I'm right. just now getting around to my next batch of material following that. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to try out the what the what the the kids are doing, which is <laughs> not spending thousands of dollars on on releasing physical sure. media to store under my bed and um, <laughs> releasing albums. Digitally, digitally, and well, and, and, and shorter in, and, ones, and small, in smaller so that you doses, can do them yeah, more free, in more bite, bite-sized pieces. Yeah. So, 
Uh, this is my my first foray into that. So, and it's, it's still, I mean, technically, it's still kind of a concept album, isn't it? Well, it's a themed album. It's a themed album. The song, the album's called Sex Rhymes. It's about sex rhymes. It's about. <laughs> There's a song on it called Sex, sex Rhymes. rhymes. Uh, it's the first. It's the first titular track I've ever, I've ever had of anything I've released. First, <laughs> first title track on all of my albums. I, I love it. Thank you so much. I it's, really do. It's, it's really stupid and <laughs> at times gross, and then at times stupid again. So I appreciate. No, but the thing is, it's it's. I uh, I, I I say this ever so rarely about things, but it's really. Uh, it's really intelligently created dumb comedy. Thank you. Yeah. It's, that is the kind of, that's actually, that's the fucking target that I aim for it? most of the time. Yeah. Well, well, no, I think, I think you overshoot into actual, like, how uh, do I make a dick joke with a five syllable word? <laughs> well, I mean, your, your, your work up, up until now has always been, I mean, at least in my opinion, quite profound. And I think deeper than you give it credit for, but um, this one, the, the sex rhymes is just fun it's just fun and silly and gross and uh yeah like i felt i felt like i was 12 years old again when i first heard the you know when i started saying boobs uh <laughs> to like and having that be both the joke and the punchline uh i love it thank you very much i'm very happy with how it came out huge shout out to vince vandal for producing this record oh that's right he made the beats he made the mixes he put up with a million emails from me <laughs> um and uh cecil decker who mastered it uh you you guys made me sound good uh it's really really good are you are you actually going to do physical media for this or is it just the digital no it's just the digital okay and that's and and how and how can people get this uh people can get this uh it's been out for six days came out last friday yeah um you can get it right now. You can get it on my Bandcamp, which is bandcamp.shaferthedarklord.com, or just go to shaferthedarklord.com. There'll be a link. The Bandcamp yeah. button. Yeah. Um, you can get it there. It is uh, upon its initial release, five songs for four sixty nine. Oh, I see what you did there. Thank you. <laughs> this record is the I am a. 40-year-old, 12-year-old. Um, <laughs> so you can get it at a band camp right now for four sixty nine, or uh-huh. uh, soon it will, in the coming weeks, it'll be available on Amazon, iTunes, and all the other places. Right, right, right. But right, right now, go over there. Oh, and when you download the album and you open up the folder so you can drag your MP3s into whatever syncing uh, application you use. Oh, I know this, yeah. Be sure to take a quick look. There's a little something extra in there. Yeah. A little something for you to look at. Yeah. Sex rhymes. Go get them sex rhymes. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, please, please forgive me because I know, I know you've explained the joke to me, but the cover art is supposed to uh, be the, evocative of something and the, I don't know what it is. The cover art is a reference uh, to the Steve Albini band, Big Black. Okay. They put out a record in the 80s called Songs About Fucking. <laughs> yeah, you told me about this. And yes. Okay. My it's all album back cover now. is just uh, a parody of that because right. my album is also Songs About Fucking. And also, I love Big Black and Steve Albini. There you go. And if, I think if he ever saw that, he would hate me. And I think if Steve Albini <laughs> ever heard my act, he would hate me so much. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> so I know I, I know that you're kind of just resting up because you just released this. Yeah. Um, but I know you have more material. Do we are, are we are we gonna be seeing anything more down the line this year or, or not this year. No. no? 
I will probably put out some stuff next year. Uh, there was another album that I was working on. It's been shelved. Oh, has it? it for a while. Can I say what it is? Uh, yeah, I was working on an album called Iowa. Okay, I remember. Oh, so this basically... Uh... It was a five-song EP about my family and my childhood and right. where I grew up. I'm not abandoning it. Right. Um, you're, but just, you're just kind of just putting it on the shelf for a bit. I'm putting it on the shelf for a bit. Need to walk I, away for a little bit. Yeah. I, I think what's probably going to happen before that comes out is Junk Drawer 2. <gasps> yeah! Yeah. As it turns out, I dug up a bunch of other old um, songs oh, that fuck. should have made it onto Junk Drawer that I forgot about. Oh, nice! As well as I've got a couple of remixes. i got a couple of covers that I've been wanting to do, and I've got a couple of... Maybe just new things I'm going to write for it. Right. I just, I, I like, I, I liked Junk Drawer a lot and um, I'm probably going to whip up another one for I really enjoyed Junk Drawer. I'm really probably going to whip up another one for 2016 if for no other reason. So then I have an excuse to do a parody of another album cover that I love. <laughs> any, any, uh, any, what are your top five uh, album covers you want to cover? Uh, right now I'm thinking about Minor Threats uh, self-titled album. Oh, okay. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should do? What? You should do like a recreation of like the Abbey Road uh, cover, but it's all you. Mm, no. You should do a recreation of, uh, what is that? Straight out of Compton. Uh, I'm not going to do that either. I'm definitely not going to do that. Uh, all right. How about, how about this? Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing else. Okay, good. All right. Well, uh, uh, I guess I'll be looking forward to that stuff. But in the meantime... Yeah, I feel like... We're going we're gonna to take a quick break. It's a pretty long opening segment, yeah. so we're we, gonna, we're we need a break. A, I have to pee. All right, go pee, but, but what, what are we going to listen to on the break? Oh, I'm going to play a track from my new record, Sex Rhyme. Hey! So why don't you stick this in your ear, and we'll be right back in just a moment. Or even knew where they came from Maybe the ocean floor Or so say some Others speculated that they came from outer space All we know is that they did come Upon the planet's face Those monsters Horrible things With gaping jaws Razor sharp claws and wings All covered in fur Feathers and nails Lizardish scales with tails They dragged behind them Leaving glistening trails Uh They emerged like something Straight from our worst dreams Sirens started sounding At the sounds of the first screams Panic in the streets As people ran lest they got caught Crying out What fresh hell Hath our god ride Locked up all our doors Cocked our guns And we called cops Loaded up our shelters With supplies pulled out all stops But none of that was necessary Seems we were in luck Cause the monsters Weren't interested in us they just wanna fuck. Monsters, yeah, monsters who fuck monsters, like sci-fi creatures from an X-rated Buck Rogers. One track, reptilian brains, fucking one another. Stop, drop, and roll, duck and cover, motherfucker. Sex beasts with two backs in many pairs, going in and out of one another, fucking everywhere. And even there in hiding spots, we shook to the core when we heard the monsters awful roar. Each of them had ten dicks. 
Ten clits and ten tits And countless freaky fingers fucking filling every orifice Ten pussies, ten assholes and ten mouths From which the thickest viscous ropes of drool would spill out They were sucking and fucking choking and gagging Spitting, slapping or jacking off Watching the most graphic acts you can imagine Like some hentai kaiju With sex toys and everything Fuck, fill, enjoy, anything And triple DPs, these beasties brought themselves to rug burn bloody knees. They fucked themselves to death, and it was heard on the tube. They left behind ponds of gum, street slick and sticky with lube, and a whole lot of monster bodies that were gathered and burned. You may ask with some concern, but did they ever return? Well, two of them remained, and they've been here all along. They just donned some human costumes, now they're singing this song. Ladies and gentlemen, we have no guest on the podcast. None. Month. No this one. Month. Nada. Episode. Not a soul. Guests. No, nobody. It's just us. <laughs> just us. Sad, lonely old Sad, fuckers. Sad, lonely, depressed old farts. But here's a thing that we were thinking about. Yeah. See, last week uh, was October 21st, 2015. Absolutely. This was a, a seminal day in pop yes. culture history. Uh, I know because my Facebook feed was filled up with everybody freaking out because Every- <laughs> this is the day in Back to the Future 2 in which Doc Brown sends Marty to the future. Yeah. Where we get to see the future world with the hoverboards. And the fantastic utopia. The self-lacing sneakers and yes. everybody's sharing memes. The air-drying clothes. Listicles about the things that they predicted and the things that got right, blah, 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 blah. Everybody's been very excited about Back to the Future 2 this week. So I had an idea. Oh. What if? What if? Now this is me. This I'm like pitching some sci-fi shit. Sure, sure. What if we had a time machine? Uh huh. That could not only travel in time, but could also right. travel into alternate realities. I see. Okay. okay hold on. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. And we were to take that time machine back to today is October 29th. If we took this back to 26 years ago. Holy shit. See, Marty, that movie came out in 89. Right. So they traveled 26 years in the future to 2015. What if we take it 26 years into the past? Oh. Which would have been October 29th. Twist. 1989. Right. Which would have been the month before Back to the Future 2 was released. Right. Now, now here's the thing. What if we could go there? We could travel through that. Uh Uh-huh. To that time. Sure. And it would be an alternate reality because we would be friends then. Yeah. Yeah. That, then, that, it would be all. What if like. we didn't travel there, 
but we sent our audience there. <gasps> wow. What would that I just world got, I just, look? I just got goosebumps. What would that world look like? I don't know. I would be so incredibly adolescent. Uh, I I would. Yeah, I think I think I would uh, I wouldn't say a whole lot actually. <laughs> it would probably, I would be so shy about doing anything. It would probably be like uh, if if we were trying to podcast, which of course we'd be uh, visionaries. Yes, because no. that would not exist. We, we, basically, we'd be creating our own radio show, like we both probably did when we were kids. Yes. Did you do that? Absolutely, I you did. You made that. made radio shows. Absolutely, I made I made all the radio shows. Hundreds of tapes of radio shows into a little Radio Shack <laughs> tape recorder. It, I had a I had a two track uh, boombox. Whoa, settle down there. That allowed me Quincy to do uh, special effects. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So what what if we were, had been friends in 1989 and uh-huh. it were a month before Back to the Future 2 came out and we were still recording radio shows? I have no idea. What on earth would that be like? I don't know. Well, you're in luck, motherfucker. What? Because do you see that big glowing button on your right? That big giant red candy-like button? That's the one. Why don't you just go ahead and give a little push and like, oh. I don't know. Let's see what happens. Oh, I'm going to push it. I'm going to push it so hard. Do it for both Marty McFly yeah. and for Huey Lewis. Oh, I do everything for Huey Lewis. Punch it! Good morning, Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea. This is WEPC Radio Broadcasting live from Corning, Iowa, I am your morning radio DJ host, Nelson Lugo. I am your other morning radio DJ host, Mark Schaefer. What up, Mark? Hey, how's it going, everybody in Radio Land? <laughs> uh, so um, I'm I'm visiting my my dear friend, and uh, we decided to put this together uh, for the futures and uh, some kind of time capsule. Yeah, what do you think of Corning, Iowa, from a guy who lives in Miami? This place sucks. Yeah, you have <laughs> stoplights, huh? You you have a lot of corn. That's all we've got. <laughs> That's I've I've never seen this much corn. And this many white people in my life. You probably haven't seen this many trucks either. No, you, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I know what a truck is, but I've never seen them consolidated in all one place before. Yeah. <laughs> so we thanks to everybody for listening to our radio show. Absolutely. The millions of listeners out there. Uh, so what's, what's going on, uh, uh, Schaefer? Well, this is... What? Uh, I said, what's going on? Oh, but you called me Schaefer. Nobody, nobody calls me Schaefer. That is your name, is it not? Everybody calls me Mark, but I kind of like that. Awesome. You are now Schaefer. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it yeah. is October 29th, 1989. It's almost Halloween, which is my favorite holiday. I love Halloween. What are you, you going to be for Halloween this year? The same thing. I'm, I'm for Halloween every year. Kid from Kid and Play? Because <laughs> that's what your high fade looks like. Uh, whoa, whoa, look, look, hey, don't. It looks good. If I could grow hair like that, I would. Well, you know, I like, I like to get the lines shaved on the side of my head, and so the flat top kind of goes with it. 
I remember when we were when we were pen pals earlier this year and we were yeah. sending letters back and forth and you sent me a picture from your disc camera yeah. of you got the Batman logo shaved in the back of it. Yeah. That looked cool. Yeah, that lasted all the three weeks. What are you going to be for Halloween? Batman. Batman. Every year. Awesome. Uh, so what? So uh, uh, what's there fun to do in Corning, Iowa? We're doing it. <laughs> this is it. Well, we can, apparently people like to tip cows, but I haven't done that because they're big animals and they frighten me. I've never, I've never seen a cow uh, before. I do like to ride my skateboard down at the community building yeah. and uh, watch movies on Cinemax. That's pretty much it. Well, this town sucks, man. When, well, you should visit me in Miami because I'll, I'll bike down to the beach sometimes and kind of hang out there. That's cool. And uh, there's a science museum I go to every now and again. I like your cop uh, show. Look, look I, I get it. Everybody loves Miami Vice, except people in Miami. There's nothing to do in this town. It sucks. Uh, everybody's stupid. Nobody understands. I'm a freshman in high school this year, and I went out for marching band because I like playing drums, and I thought it was going to be fun, but as it turns out, it's a bunch of work, and Mr. Hewitt's a dick. Who's, who's, who's Mr. Hewitt? He's the band director. Oh, all right. And uh, this town, just, it's just, there's nothing to do here, and it sucks, and it's stupid. So thanks for coming. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's Iowa. Yeah. So I got a job. I work downtown at the American Theater. Oh, really? Yeah. You work? I have a job. Dude. It's totally legal. Is it? I think so. I'm 14. All right. I had a, I had a, I, I had a summer job. What did you do for the summer job? Uh, I was a, I was a lifeguard aide at a, a city pool. What is what did you do as a lifeguard's aide? I cleaned the pool. Oh, you were a janitor. No, no. Uh, I was I was a lifeguard's aide. I got really tan. So today on our radio show, we're going to talk about. Um, we're going to talk about the uh, the movies that we like that we've seen this year, and yeah. really, we're going to talk about a movie that's not out yet. No, we're going to. But it's in it's in all the it's in all the magazines. Yeah, yeah, we. I work at the movie theater, and we saw a commercial for this movie that comes out next month. Yeah, and it's a. It looks really good. It's part two, to another movie. Yes. Do you remember Back to the Future? Do I? Do I? Yes. It was a really good movie. And next month, they're putting out Back to the Future 2. They're making Back to the Future 2. Yeah. And there's a bunch of pictures in an article in Entertainment Weekly that, that talks all about it. I saw, yeah, no, I saw, I saw that same article. And then we watched, we watched the commercial for it. Uh-huh. And uh, I just think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a great movie. I think, I think it's funny. Uh, uh, Michael J. Fox plays himself, and then he plays himself in Another Time, and then he plays his own dad, or... His, then he plays himself old, mm-hmm. and then and then he plays his own daughter, and then they go, and then and then they go in the future, and they have uh, uh, hoverboards that are like skateboards, but they float on the air. That's cool. That's really cool. I totally want one. And I it, can't I can't wait until uh, twenty fifteen because then I'm gonna have a hoverboard. So that's uh, that's the movie that's coming out, and it looks really good. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and predict it's going to be the best movie of the year. Uh, no. no. I don't think so. What, did you, what, what movies did you like this year? Uh, well, first of all, uh, we have to talk about Batman. Oh, 
Batman came out this year. Batman came out this year. I liked Batman. It it had um, it had Batman in it. It had the the guy from Mr. Mom played Batman, which is weird because it's Mr. Mom and he's also Batman. I don't know. I didn't like the parts when he was running because I thought he looked weird. Yeah. Uh, and What's, also he looked he looked like he had scoliosis. Yeah. I still liked it. It was still really cool. It was dark. It was awesome. Uh, it wasn't like that TV show. This is more like the comic books. It's this dark. Ain't, this ain't for kids. People die. Yeah. I was at this summer camp uh, this summer for smart kids in Iowa, and I read... I Why read, were you there? You're a douche. <laughs> I read a bunch of uh, comic books because uh, there was a comic book shop there, and there I There was a comic book shop in the camp The camp smart kids? The camp was at... It was on a college campus. Oh. We don't have comic book shops in Corning, Iowa. We don't have shit in Corning, Iowa. I thought, I thought when you camp, you're supposed to like go to the woods and like there's a lake and then you canoe. And then, no. And then you like macrame wallets or something. No, we lived in a dorm and then we could go downtown where there were things like comic book stores and McDonald's. Whoa. Things that I didn't, we don't have here. You don't have McDonald's here? We don't have any franchises of any sort here. Oh, no, that's not true. We have a Pizza Hut. What kind of dark empty desert thing do, do you have here anyway at the summer camp i went to the comic book store and i read a bunch of comic books and i read this batman comic book called a killing joke yeah and that's boy that's it's uh, really good it's there it's there's m- there's all kinds of like it's really violent and it's about the joker and that's why i didn't i thought the the, the batman movie was it was pretty good but it wasn't great because the joker died at the end and he's not supposed to die yeah, and he had a name. Like I didn't know that he had a name, just Jack Napier, and I don't. I don't think I agree with that. I bought the Prince tape. Uh, there's some really good songs on it, like Party Man and Bat Dance. Bat Dance. Yeah. You know another good movie that came out this summer? What's that? Ghostbusters Two. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it too. I loved it. There was a giant walking Statue of Liberty, and that was awesome. And they shot pink slime on everything. Yeah, I can't. You know, I. I, I mean, with with all of these movies coming out. As sequels, uh, I can't wait until uh, Ghostbusters 3 because if it was as good as the second, uh, I, then I'm just ready for more. Oh, they're going to make a third one. Also, uh, Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. That was really good. That was my favorite one so far of the Indiana Jones movies. Absolutely. I liked it when the, the people drank from the wrong cup and their face melted. You've chosen poorly. I'm really into horror movies, <laughs> so I like like blood and skulls, stuff like that. I like that too, but not as much as you do. Did you see Look Who's Talking? No. It's about a talking baby. Yeah, but it, it's funny. It's the guy from Moonlighting. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. I think Back to the Future 2 is going to be better than those because it's in the future and everything's going to be better in the future. Everything's better in the future. Because I will not live in Corning, Iowa. <laughs> and because I will have a skateboard without wheels. Uh, what, what, are you, what are you watching on TV these days? I mostly watch the Thursday night lineup on NBC. Uh, like the Cosby Show. <gasps> I love the Cosby Show. I have a feeling like it's going to be on the air forever because it's so I, good. Well, I hope so. I wish he was my dad. He can do no wrong. Yeah. And then A Different World yeah. is on after a Cosby Show. Sure. And then Cheers. Oh, Night Court's on after that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that show too. Yeah. He's the guy, he's like a, uh, he's a, a judge. Yeah. In like some dirty city and he's a magician the too. The dirty city's New York. Have you been to New York? Yeah. I'm from there. Really? Yeah. I thought you were from Miami. I lived in New York, and then I moved to Miami. Wow, what's New York like? 
It's a lot like Miami. I'm not ever going to move there. I'm probably, when I get out of here, I'm probably going to go to Los Angeles. Why? California. Why? That's where they make movies, man. You want to make movies? I want to make all the movies. What do you want to do? How do you want to make, are you going to be in front of the camera? Are you going to be behind the camera? I don't know. This is what I think would be great. They keep making uh, these cool sequels like The Last Crusade and Ghostbusters and now Back to the Future 2. And this is what I think. Yeah. They should make more Star Wars movies. And here's why. Okay. I'm with you. Because I don't know if you know this, but Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, yeah. they're, they're episodes. Okay, Star Wars is, is actually, it's called episode four. Wait, and what? If you watch the, the, the words at the beginning, uh-huh. when the, the, the words go up the screen, sure. at the top, before the movie name, it says episode. Okay. Like it says episode five, Empire oh. Strikes Back. I don't, yeah. So that means that these, this is episode four, five, and six. Uh-huh. So where's episodes one, two, and three? Well, they got to make them. That's why I'm going to go to Los Angeles. You're going to make sure they get made? Both. If they made movies about, like, either when Luke Skywalker was young. Right. Or, like, when Darth Vader was young, when he was Anakin Skywalker still, when he was Luke fa- Luke's father, if it were, like, him and... So, so basically, you're, you're, you want to make uh, Star Wars The Wonder Years. Yeah. But if they make those movies, yeah. then, they could make, then they could make more afterward. Because you're, if they, here's you the thing. really like Star Wars. I feel like I'm always going to like Star Wars. I um, look. I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, I like Star Wars. My uh, my my heart belongs to Star Trek. That TV show that was on like 50 years ago. No, it wasn't. It was like there aren't any Wookies in it, so who cares? There's Tribbles. They're kind of like they make. They're kind of like midget Wookies. If someday they make new Star Wars movies, yeah, and they're about Anakin when he's young, they're going. There's just no way they're not going to be awesome. That's uh, what I want to see in the you future. Went, you went to Back a- to the Future Two. I want to go see Back to the Future Two, but then I want to actually want to see uh, Star Wars Episode One, the uh, Anakin's beginning. What's, what? Hold on, shut up. I want to talk about a thing now. Okay. I want to I want to talk about Have you seen the 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 new Nintendo uh game thing? It's portable. <gasps> I saw a commercial for that on TV. It's yeah, you can play games with like c- real cartridges and you could just be walking around. It's called game something. I don't know. I saw a commercial. I want it. I want one too. And while I'm at it, I would also like a Nintendo. You don't have a Nintendo? I don't have a Nintendo. Why not? I don't have a Nintendo. Is it, is it because you're poor? Yes. <laughs> Jake Laughlin has a Nintendo, so I go over there and we play Mario Brothers. I'm an expert Mario Brothers player. I have an Atari 2600 because my mom won it in a drawing at a Christmas party at her work. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But I don't have a Nintendo. Oh. But the handheld one looks cool. All right, look. This is, a, this is a radio show. We can't talk about ourselves the whole time. Okay. We got to talk about news and updates and weather and the traffic reports. Uh, and so this is we our... Gotta take, we we, we got to take a music break. And WEPC's news report. With your anchor radio DJ, Nelson Lugo. Boom, boom. The serial killer Ted Bundy was executed in Florida. Good. What else? Oh, uh, the Voyager 2 spacecraft passes the planet Neptune and its moon Triton and sends uh, pictures back to Earth. We're going to live on other planets someday, aren't we? Uh, yeah. So what's, what songs, what, what are the bands that you listen to this year? Uh, well, don't, I love, 
I, I think Paula Abdul's really pretty. I, I think she's really pretty too. I got I'm not. I wouldn't tell anybody this, but I my mom bought me the cassette single for Straight Up <gasps> because it's up it's really a good song. Yeah. Are you just having fun? Straight up now, tell me, is it going to be you and me together? Oh, oh, oh. Am I caught in a hit and run? I really like um, uh, this band, Guns N' Roses. They're really good. They're this rock and roll band from L.A. I don't listen to rock and roll. I've been really listening to heavier stuff. Uh, I like, my favorite band is Metallica. I don't know what they're. I bought their tape. It's called Injustice for All. It's really good. Uh, it's, I, it's really heavy. It's I've, thrash I've, metal. What? It's thrash metal. What the hell is that? That's what Metallica plays. What the hell's a Metallica? Uh, and their drummer is Lars Ulrich. He's the best drummer in the world. And I want to play drums like him. I got to say this, though. There's this home video you can buy of Metallica. And it's got, like, footage of them playing shows and hanging out in their dressing room and stuff. And it was really cool to watch them playing their songs. But there's a part in one of the videos where uh, their bass player, Cliff Burton, who died in a bus accident, is smoking hot. Yeah. And uh, I didn't... That really kind of bummed me out. Just say no, man. I'm disappointed when I see people who are talented, like especially musicians, yeah. and then I find out that they, they do drugs because why, why it seems like that would just ruin your creativity. I just Shane, think it's stupid. I think people who do drugs are stupid, and Schaefer, that's why I'm never, me, I will never do drugs. Promise me you'll never do drugs. I will never do drugs. Good. You're a good man. A couple of songs uh, that I did really like this year. Yeah. Um, there's a guy called Young MC, and he put out a tape called Bust a Move. Oh, Bust a Move. And there's another guy, Tone Loke, and his tape has a song Wild called Thang. Wild Thang. I like rap music. It's fun. I read a really a really cool comic book, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, they're both Batman. One, one is called... I like, I like Batman. Yeah. One is called Arkham Asylum. I read that. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Like, the you see all of the Batman villains, yeah. but they're all in an insane asylum, and they're all crazy. Yeah. It's like, but the art is all weird and not what I'm used to. And there's and a guy who like scratches his life like, story into the floor with his fingernails. It's like it's like art. And oh, and another one, uh, uh, Gotham by Gaslight. Oh, that one's cool too. It's, it's like, like Batman in the past. Yeah, it's like one of those uh, Elseworlds titles. Yeah, and it's like Batman, but only like in olden times. Last year, did you read uh, Death in the Family? Yeah, I did. Did you vote? Uh, yes, I voted. Cool, because you, you could, at the end of the third issue, you could vote if Robin could live or die. You call the 900 number. Yeah. You vote if Robin lives or die. Yeah. Uh, I voted that he die. I voted he die, too. Yeah, high fives. High fives. I thought he, uh, I, he I didn't I like. I hate him. I hate him I so didn't much. like Jason Todd, him. and I, I thought him. they made a good decision to kill him. Yes. So that we don't have to deal with him anymore. I'm so, I'm so glad that I never have to look at Jason Todd ever again. Here. So far, 1989 has been a really good year. Batman, Ghostbusters, next month, Back to the Future 2. It's going to be the best movie of the year. And signing off from WEPC, I have been your radio DJ host, Nelson Lugo. I have been your other radio DJ host, Mark Schaefer. Uh, what, do we, what do we do now? Did you know that I lost my virginity this summer <gasps> in a stable at the 4-H building? What? <laughs> we'll tell that story on the next episode. Okay. Oh, this is what we do. What? Um, there's that button that those two creepy old oh, guys wait, gave where us. Where is it? Hold on. Where it's is over it? here. Is that? Is yeah. Wait, is this the button here? Yeah, go ahead and push that. Wait, who gave this to us? Those creepy old guys. Oh my God, those guys are so fucking creepy. All right, let's see what this does. Oh. Oh.
Nice Ooh. shooting, Tex. <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. Stupid. Yeah, it was that's stupid. what I was gonna go. Stupid. I was. I was trying. I was trying to be polite. That was stupid. Uh, so listen up, uh, Epic Podcast listeners. Um, we need your help. Uh, you need to make sure that we never do that again. If you liked it, then send us an email at epicpodcast at gmail.com. If you did not like it and you would like us to never do it again, please dial 1-900-DIE-ROBIN. <laughs> Make sure you get your mom's permission first. Oh, nostalgia. Let's get out of here. sweet, ugly. All right. Let's um, get out of here. Do you have anything you would like to plug, Mr. Um, Lugo? Yes. Uh, on uh, October 31st, you can see my solo show, Gathering the Magic, at the Tank Theater at Ba-ba-ba. 7 p.m. Um, you can go to nelsonlugo.com for the details. Um at 9.30 p.m. at the Tank Theater, you can also see the very last epic wind burlesque show, Tricks, Treats, and Tassels. A Halloween-themed epic wind show is what you should be saying as opposed to the last epic wind show because <laughs> I've seen so many last epic wind shows. I know. So have I. They're like I, Robins. I'm, 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 I'm considering auctioning off uh, the branding of epic wind burlesque. Um, so if you would like to purchase... Uh, epic win burlesque for the low low cost of a dollar email us at epicpodcast at gmail.com i will be co-hosting that show i'm just gonna say that now so i don't have to repeat it when i get to my plugs uh on november 6th you can see rap magic burlesque at the black cat in washington dc so if you're in washington dc or the other awesome surrounding cities then come on out to the black cat uh doors at nine show at 9 30 i'm gonna be doing a magic set Schaefer's gonna be doing a whole rap set and we're gonna be doing all kinds of shenanigans in between in our nation's capital true and i think that's it for me uh, that's it for me. The only two, oh. the only two things I have coming up. I've had, I, I've had kind of a busy fall so far. Yeah, me too. Uh, I was on tour with the the Pink Room Burlesque. That's right, Twin Peaks Burlesque. Yeah, shows. yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then now there's this whole record deal that's coming out. It's it's just crazy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm gonna be taking easy, but you can catch me on October 31st co-hosting Epic Win Burlesque's Tricks, Treats, and Tassels. That's it. And you can catch me. November 6th at the Black Cat in D.C. with Nelson Luca. Sweet. Um, and again, if uh, uh, if you are in Orlando over Thanksgiving weekend, you can see uh, Schaefer the Dark Lord and Nelson Lugo at a number of events uh, in and around Orlando, Florida. So uh, check our various websites for those details. I think that's it. That is it. Let's get out of here. Oh, good. This has been the Epic Piecast, episode 36. I have been your host, Nelson Lugo. I have been your other host, Schaefer the Dark Lord. Happy Halloween, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Epic Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, our loyal listener. So send us your feedback, love mail, hate mail, dick pics, and recipes to epicpiecast at gmail.com. 
But seriously, don't send us dick pics. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us on iTunes or like and follow us on SoundCloud. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Podcast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. What do you what do you think about what about that new that new doll that's been coming around? It's like a little um, it's like a little troll with like a long shock of hair. Oh, trolls! Yeah. Oh man, all the girls at school have those on their pencils. And I think I think it's a fad. I think I think it's you know like like remember that snake puzzle thing that we had when we were younger? It was like a long thing, and then you can twist it around and make shapes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, remember, that lasted all but, like, what, three months? Everybody was just trying to make another Rubik's Cube. Yeah. And that snake thing. Yeah, Trolls trolls is a fad. That's, that's not going to last. That's not going to last. That is not going to last. No. 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 As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 